0: coached him, I both coached Griffin and Dylan in youth football, but that had just ended, it was Dylan's season had just ended and when Griffin passed away Um, and so then as I said, my mom she had, um, prior to Griffin passing away though uh, on, it was a Mother's Day actually the day after Mother's Day that very year, she found out she had stage 4 uterine cancer Mm -hmm. and um, so she survived an, an uh, just a lethal um surgery where they removed a lot um and so she somehow survived that only to 8 months later pass away um and so there was kind of a rough time there for for me it felt like everybody was going nobody was coming yeah and um and so uh yeah, I, I that led me to a, a serious, serious bout of depression to the point where um, in August of 2015, I actually shot myself and in the head, underneath the chin and um, with the intention of not being here. Uh, and so as I look back now, um, everything I didn't have to live for. I now have to live for, and so um, it, it was just a period of time where it, uh, life was tough, and it was once you get down, what my experience is, once I got down that low, um, it didn't feel like it was ever going to end, and uh, unless I ended it.
2: listening to the Ballroom Network, the following program is intended for all audiences. Welcome to the South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Steven Zim Zimmerman, Vinnie Parisi, and Chris Gonzalez. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with an ice cold beer and meet us at Section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your 2021 South Burbs Hitman! That ball
0: hit deep! Way back! You can hit on the board! Yes, yeah. Hitman your hero tonight! Thanks Cubs! Over the head of Jenks, Uribe charges throws, and the White Sox have won the World Series!
1: Alexei! Yes! Yes!
3: Yes! 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 History! A perfect game!
0: First pitch starts now.
2: What is going on, everybody, and welcome to South Burbs Hitman. It's a blackout show. We are here this week to get you pumped up for the ALDS against the Houston Astros, fire it up this Thursday. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mandel, joined by my White Sox brothers in arms. We finally have our full roster back in capacity. I'm joined by Chris Gonzalez, Vinny Parisi, and Steven Zim Zimmerman, gentlemen, who's fired up for some White Sox playoff baseball. And uh, I think we're all a little bit ready for Soxtober. Am I right, boys? Gonzo, how about you, man? Gonzo's muted. I'll unmute Ooh. him for us. You're There you go.
4: You got me now. All right. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Houston, we have – or I say we have a problem, but Houston, you all have a problem because we got the right manager here pressing the buttons this year, and we have a, a young core all fired up right now, and our pitching staff has so much talent on it. The only thing that really can stop us might be defense, but you know what? I'm ready for it. Everyone else is ready. We have a blackout at the cell for our home games. Is going to be electric, and I'm so pumped for what, you know, the results have been after this rebuild.
2: Yeah, it's been, you know, one of the most anticipated seasons in a long time, and Vinny, you've been covering this team all season long, uh, a little bit more detailed than we do on the show because that's what you do every day. You're the man when it comes to baseball. You know, talk about the progression you've seen from this team and how excited you are for them to take that leap into a playoff series against the Astros.
5: Yeah. So I was recapping the best days of the season for an article that's coming out tomorrow. You guys could check that out. Um, Obviously one of them is Carlos Rodon's no hitter. And the, the White Sox were five and six when Rodon threw that no hitter. And then, so they became six and six, and then they lost the next game to be six and seven. So things weren't amazing to start the season. Like it took them a little while. Everyone remembers like your mean Mercedes and guys like that, Adam Eaton, like picking up the slack early on. Did they though? Like they played well, but the rest of the team, like it was a tough, a tougher start to the season than I think most people remember. So them finishing the season with a very nice 93 and 69 record. It's crazy. Like they got, they got so much better as the season went along. And I think people like complained more as the season went along for whatever reason, even though the progression of the season was just so good and people started to get healthy. It was hard to get to where they're at right now, but seven and one with the big six in the lineup.
2: Yeah. that's the most exciting part about it is this team is, you know, aside from Carlos Rodon, you know, this team is, is fully healthy right now. And, you know, that's got me excited heading into the postseason. You know, Zim, you're you're in the blackout mode in, in the Death Star cave right now. Yeah. You know, h- how excited are you? And, you know, where where is your, your finger on, on the pulse for excitement?
1: Well, first of all, how many losses did the White Sox have this season? 69. 60, nice. 69. Nice. Very nice. But, okay, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. My excitement meter... <laughs> I want to say it's like all the way down, but let's be real. It's like two thirds of the way there. I need them to get at least one win in the postseason before I get excited. Last year, I got way too excited way too quickly. And then Liam Hendricks did what Liam Hendricks does, and we were gone. So, you know, it's nice that he's on our side this year, that he's as hot as he is right now being on our side. And there's just – there's so much potential for this team. It would be so great for it to pay off, you know, in, in this in this October run that we're about to go on. And, I mean, this time next week, the White Sox could be in the championship series. And how sick would That's that be? That's what I'm
2: be? talking about. That would be sick indeed. I mean, I, I don't mind if the Sox do a sweep. I mean, I'd like the the, the workers to get two home games. So maybe, you know, we, we take – You know, we take uh, we split on the road, come home and we win the next two.
1: Did I freeze or did you freeze?
2: I don't know. Was it me? I don't know. Neither was it for me.
5: Neither.
1: Okay, all right. I guess it's on my end. I'll be aware of that for the rest of the show.
2: I was just gonna say maybe we'll take uh, we'll split it on the road and then we'll win the next two at home so that we can get two home games for all those people working in the parks. But anyway, nonetheless, I'm just looking. Just looking forward to catching a playoff game for sure. I know Vinny and myself will both be at the game on Sunday evening. Uh, I guess that's what we can get into now is playoff schedule has come out, boys. And uh, I know we've been patiently waiting.
1: There's one thing I do want to mention about this, as I'm sure you're about to pull it up. And that's last week, you know, I made a comment on the air about how leave it to the networks to screw the white socks and put one game on MLB network in the middle of the day. And guess what happened? We got a one o'clock start time on Friday on MLB network. Like, come on, this yeah, is so predictable that they're just going to, they're going to flock to the coast teams, you know, and and the teams up the middle are the ones who get left out to dry. And I know We'll talk a little bit more about these uh, these teams more in the central part of the country later. But it's just it's it's frustrating that, you know, I'm going to be at work for two of these games and I'm going to have to, you know, probably have to listen to it on the radio. I got things to do. I can't just sit there and watch a game while I'm trying to work. I don't have a desk job, which I know a lot of Sox fans don't because we're the true blue collar fans of Chicago. But I mean, I guess what can you do about it? the Sox will right. hopefully go out and win those games. I'll, I'll leave the rest of the schedule talks to you guys. That was just something that, you know, I brought up last week and it's kind of frustrating to see it come into fruition.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. And I, and one thing to point out here before we talk about the Sox schedule is I do want to talk about these wild card games. You know, you got AL wild cards going to be tomorrow night. Uh, of course, the Red Sox hosting the Yankees. Of course, these are all Eastern time starts by the way. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, then you got the National League Wild Card on Wednesday. And then we get into the fun stuff starting Thursday. It's so basically they kind of go back and forth between AL and NL. But uh, I'm just looking forward to Thursday afternoon. Well, it's a late afternoon game, 4 o'clock. Well, actually, it's a 3 o'clock start for us. So I'm just uh, – I just – I can't contain myself, guys. Looking at this schedule – uh, I just want to hop into Delorean and get ready for this game, uh, Vinny. Looking at this schedule and you know where the, the White Sox are playing and, and in regards to the national spotlight, you know how do you feel about where we are positioned? And you know, do you think that that Sunday night game uh, is going to be as big as we think it is being in person? Maybe the most anticipated White Sox game of the last thirteen years.
5: I will say. I think they're giving the White Sox respect and the Astros disrespect in terms of fan excitement. That's my take on the scheduling. The White Sox and the Astros are playing their first two games in Houston, and they're in the middle of broad daylight. And then they come home, and the MLB, knowing that guaranteed Field is going to be 35,000 people in all black screaming their drunk selves off, (laughs) They put that one in prime time on Sunday night baseball slot. They even put winner of the American league wildcard game versus the Rays ahead of it. That's the game that's going to be played in the daylight. So to me, yeah, it stinks. I feel bad for the fans that have to work during the day on Thursday and Friday that are probably going to like miss watching it live. But At the same time, I don't necessarily think it's a slight on the White Sox as much as it is the Astros. Because if those games were at guaranteed rate field, if the White Sox would have won the second seed, I think those games would be at night. And there's no way that this blackout would be a thing during the day. Because that would be so lame to have 35 strong show up to a field in all black and then say, yeah, well, it's actually at 205. It's just not how I see it taken out um Fair. i understand that they want baseball all day in the division series like i remember you guys remember when uh jose batista hit that home run and like flipped his bat and the toronto blue jays fans went banana lands it was like a 45 minute seven inning oh yeah that, that yeah. was a three o'clock game like they've been doing this for years and they got all day baseball weekday or weekend they they don't care especially during the division series, the CSs will be all at night. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. Those will be prime time for sure.
5: No doubt. And so I'm just happy the Sunday games at night. And it's going to be awesome. If people live in a condition where they can call off work Thursday or Friday, do it. (laughs) Just freaking do it. There you go.
1: I will save (laughs) any going along with that. That Sunday night game makes me feel really good about this schedule because it tells me I feel like there is a 0% chance with that Sunday night game happening 0% chance. The white Sox get swept in this series. There is no way they're losing that game in my opinion.
5: Yeah. I would be surprised. I split. And I would be surprised as well.
2: I wouldn't say that out loud, but I would (laughs) certainly not be surprised.
1: Why uh...
5: we're
1: going to get all superstitious on it now. Come on.
5: Take two from Houston, and then me and Joe can attend a clinching game. Ever think about that? See,
1: that would be awesome. That would be super cool to win Sunday night primetime. You know, probably overshadow Sunday night football. I don't even know who's on Sunday night football this week. Oh, it's a good
5: one. Oh, it's definitely (laughs) – if you like football, it's a good one. It's the Bills and the Chiefs.
1: I kind of hope they don't clinch on Sunday night because I got a concert to go to, and I'm not missing it. But (laughs) Yeah,
5: it's definitely going to be – I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good times. There's, there's a lot of things that have to go their way to win some of these games, but they're hot right now. They're one of the two hottest teams in the American League.
2: That that's no doubt about that. And we had a great question from from Demand 1599 in the chat, Gonzo. I'll let you field this one. Who is the Game One starter? Uh, that's a great question. Well, one we've talked about many times on the show, but right now, Gonzo, who do you pick?
4: Yeah, and even when we brought it up in the past, we've always harped on. You know, we can't really say that until the moment, you know, comes, and the moment has came in the situation. And uh, Tony's got a very difficult situation. Um, normally, I got my own personal flair to it. I'm not going to elaborate on my personal side of it. I feel like, and when I saw this comment by, as it, the, uh. Demand. Demand. It was making me think because would my decision of what Tony would do would it be different if we got home field advantage or not on who you're going to throw out there? I think with the way situation and how it's going to play out, I think Giolito's is going to get the ball for game one on the road, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Rodon game two on the road, coming back home, Lynn, and then Cease. And then depending on a Game 5 situation, who is hot at that moment, um, we'll have to see. I mean, I would I feel good about the situation with um, uh, with his experience that he had last year. He had won a hell of a game in Oakland, um, and especially with you know his consistency in the second half down the stretch. Um, him and Cease were going at it, and in this situation, I'd give it to Gio on the road, let him take it. Us in a situation for game two, what we're gonna do, who will we go with? Likely Rodon, or save Rodon, let him have a little bit more rest, and go with Lynn for game two. We'll see. But I, I think with the situation on the road, it'd be G. and Rodon.
2: Yeah, and Vinny, I know you wrote an article about that this week. You know, why don't you talk a little bit about your thoughts? Because I know the White Sox don't know if Rodon's gonna be very available past this series. So I'm curious your thoughts and what uh, – I read your article, but I'll let you speak
5: to it. If I were the White Sox, I would try to avoid using Rodon in this series at all. If it were me, I would think to myself, what is the number – Lynn and Giolito are the same, right? They're both elite. They're both awesome. So is Cease. So is Rodon when he's healthy. There's really no wrong decision here when everybody's firing on all cylinders. The thing you have to think of is who would you want pitching twice? That has to be the number one thought. Like, who would you want game five, winner take all? And for me, right now, it's probably Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn has been the White Sox guy. He's been their ace all season long. And he also kind of just has that, like, I'm going to go out there and beat you mentality, where I think that's very important for the playoffs. He's won the World Series. I think Giolito's the most talented pitcher of the staff, but I mean him and Cease are battling one two for strikeouts all season long. And Lynn Lynn has just been I don't do you want to use the term like the horse? Like he's the horse. He's the guy. He's been who, the like, workhorse, yeah. Exactly. And he just goes out there and throws fastballs and he don't really get rattled. And we've seen Giolito and Cease get rattled and that just doesn't happen to Lynn. If he gives up a bomb in the first inning and it's one nothing, he'll be like, "All right, the offense will pick me up." I, that's is, just the kind of guy I would want. And then if it comes to a game 5 and Lynn is the one who's available and taking the mound, I would I would take him.
4: This is the only series with the with the opponent being the Astros where I hesitate with Lynn as my number one starter for in the rest of the playoffs, I would go with Lynn. Especially if he excels versus the Astros, just with how he's been this year versus them, I'm holding back on that.
1: Um, I get the sentiment of that, but it's also been three months since he's pitched against them. He's a totally different pitcher since then, and they're a different team since then. So, I definitely like. I was thinking about that too because he did not perform super great against the Astros. That's, that's just
4: the, fact. It's the splits through time versus different teams versus them. it's not just on the White Sox. It's his history with with how much he's seen in that division. Yeah. Um, that's why I hesitate because normally, I mean, I've been harping on Lynn all season, and I'm still harping on Lynn. Lynn, but Cease too. Uh, you know, I would love him take the reins and really go above and beyond here. But and and I know earlier in the year or earlier in the second half. Uh, when it came to Leto, I was telling Vinny, I'm like, you know, I was harping on Cease, but in this situation, with what Gilito has shown in the second half, especially versus Houston, I'd feel very comfortable on the road, letting him take the mound and going at it. Sure.
1: It's, yeah. It's and of, I mean, yeah. I mean, all things considered, I really think that the only wrong answer in this situation is Rodon, and it's just because of the current situation that he's in. You know, if if sure. you want. Anybody that to, to be ready at any given moment, Rodon's the only guy that you probably pitch game three or four because you know you're only going to get one start out of him. Probably game four because that way you don't use him unless you have to. Um, and especially game four if you're up two to one on him. Um, mm-hmm.
5: he also proved he can pitch well without being like a strikeout guy.
1: Right, he, he yeah. Like, that game
5: against the Cardinals was him doing his best Dallas Keuchel impersonation.
1: Right, yeah, and you know that he, Keuchel's the odd man out, as we found out. We've been talking about it for weeks, um, but we got an odd man in this week. So why don't we bring him in? That is Gabriel Silva. Am I right on that? <laughs> yes, I am. That is
2: correct. Gabriel is joining us. Of course, he is a member of the Barroom Network, and he has been helping cover the White Sox. Uh, interviewing people at ball games. He's our man in the streets. And he was at the game. I'm sorry, at the rally today. Uh, for the playoff rally. So Gabriel, talk to us a little bit about the rally. Uh, how was it and are you fired up?
6: I was I was great. It was fun. Sex and three baby. <laughs> like all got
2: to go for the sweep, huh? Oh
6: yeah. Anyways it was, it was a good rally. It was a it was a party. him is high. I got two posters. I got that team. I guy, and I got Waddle and Sylvie was there. I was like, I had to beat Waddle and Sylvie. So Waddle was a very awesome player. So I told Waddle, I was like, I was like, I his Gigi back when I was a kid. Like, I like, had Waddle like, jersey. I had that search. So I had to remind him of the when they won play the game against the Cowboys. It was cool. I think. Like, I remember an opening day in 1982. It was like socks best. So I get the autograph ball for a and somebody, hang on. Then I, I took a picture with Alisa was there. Then there was um, one kid was uh, there. I think
2: I I think I got I got that I got both of those pictures. So uh, we've got your picture here with Alyssa Bergamini, friend of the show, and of course, if people don't know, White Sox Stadium announcer. Uh, so how how is Alyssa uh, Gabriel? She's always She's awesome. the best, right?
6: She's the best. I I I met her like a couple times. She's with me for years. I was like, the stadium, Whiskey Park, One Kettle, man. I talked to one Kettle, and Saturday, and it was last Saturday and today, man. I was like talking to him about like old times, which just talking to him for years. Got out again for years. It was, she did. He was like hanging out. I asked him about tuna The parents love him. I told you, he's gonna be special. So, he was giving me the sex. Hyped. Excited. Now, do, they have any, do
2: they have any good little handouts or giveaways today over there?
6: They have a poster. I'm going to show you a poster. And if, if change the game, I'm going to give them away. So. That's awesome, poster. man. So it's like, sorry, I you, so cool. was like, I but that how you Hi, I to touch you cool? Give me the chance poster. Oh, nice. That's really
5: cool. <laughs> that's really cool. While you were doing all this, did you find anything good to eat?
6: There's like brown girl. Bar? Go, the pizza
5: place.
6: Yeah. The burgers was really
2: great. I, I always go to and Go. It's Oh, oh
6: yeah. you go in Chai Socks. Yeah, Chai Sox, and Go.
5: Shout out to the Buffalo Chicken Sandwich in that place, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, Buffalo Chicken, their burgers. Yeah. And, of
2: course, of course, the the Goose Island beer flows very nice and very cold in there as well. Yep. I know Zim, Vinny, and Gonzo know what I'm talking about there, and so does Gabe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I heard you got to meet Southpaw as well. Again. is
6: that true? It is true. Oh, times again. The fun. How was that?
2: How was Southpaw today?
6: He was great. He's got a lot of people in there. He's into the car nowadays. Boy, it wasn't. You know, it was. You know what I mean? Stand down there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I try. I tried three separate times to get a picture with Southpaw while I was at the games a couple couple weeks ago, and. uh. He, he walked away every time I got close to him, so I'm stoked to see that you got a picture of the elusive southpaw.
6: It's kind of like he's anywhere, like come on, like saxfist, boy, boy, pandemic. It was, he was around everywhere, I everywhere, everywhere, like like just everywhere, everywhere, like stuff was everywhere. My as well like kill like, rock and won the stadium. And now during the pandemic, and I, and now he couldn't do that anymore. I mean the only time oh, I take a picture of Southpaw was a Sophie.
5: All right, so I you, you got of one of the... Go, Go ahead, ahead, Benny. I was gonna say oh, so you. you got Southpaw, Tommy Hawk, Benny the Bull, and heck if I know the bears mascot's name. Staley. Staley, Staley the Bear. Staley. Staley the Bear. Okay, yeah, I'm stupid. You got those oh, four sh- in a you room.
6: That? You can only get a picture with one. Who are you choosing? Mm-hmm. Southpaw know me for years. So I, I take and I, I know I know uh Stanley Bear for years. He, he sent me one time out of game, I take Southpaw. Still the is cool. There
2: you go.
6: But right. he sending me the autograph thing, I'm more into the Paw. Because he know me for like, many years, so he'll choose some stuff. Still the bear, not so much. I picture with the Bear. <laughs>
2: All right, and what there's, about there's what nobody? About there's T- nobody like Southpaw. What about Clark? Nobody the Cubs? likes
5: Southpaw. Uh, ah, yeah, no, boo, 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 Clark the Cubs, stupid mascot, right?
6: But why, why, why were you in the pants? Oh yeah. <laughs> Seriously, why are you in the pants? Like, oh yeah. You
2: know what I mean time and okay. okay. Okay, while 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 we're talking, getting ready for the playoffs, before you came on, you know, we talked a little bit about the playoff schedule. That yeah. just came out. Um, I'm curious how you feel about the White Sox game on Thursday being at three o'clock and the game on Friday being at one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, yeah. how do you feel about that?
6: To be honest with you, I work part time. You know, I work one o'clock at home. But seriously, why in the world you put the game at zero o'clock game? And why how do you put one o'clock in when people are working? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were like the, the day games. and I'm like, Why are we putting a day game when you should put it in the prime time games? You know what I mean? I got yeah. it to You know what I mean? You should put one o'clock games into a clock game. You know what I mean? It's better than two o'clock game Because people in Chicago are working. You know what I mean? I'm glad it's not in Chicago. If there was in Chicago, people, people will miss work. You know what I mean? Speaking of it being oh, in absolutely. Chicago, you'll be
5: at game three, correct? Game three and game four. So oh, you gonna to... be at game four as well. Okay, pending.
6: Hopefully, well,
1: there's not going to be a game four according to Gabe, right? <laughs>
6: nope, section three. I, I saw Chicago as well. I saw Chicago as well, and he says game four. Like, okay, section
2: three. That's that's you what I said, Gabriel. Home? I said Sox and four. They clinch game four at home.
6: It'd be amazing, Chicago.
5: I
2: think think everyone's excited about it.
5: Have you been paying attention to what's going on in the rest of Major League Baseball? you got two great wild card games coming up between four of the most, most iconic teams in the sport, with the New York Yankees playing the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers playing the
6: St. Louis Cardinals. Who do you like in each of those games? I get Boston in this game because I think Boston is more talented because their pitching staff is pretty good. But you get the Yankees. You know, Chris Sell kinda picked a terrible with yesterday. We managed to win. But I think Boston. I think Boston's gonna take it that much. But the Yankees get more hitting and more hitting. New York is scary. Yeah. You know, so I'm taking thinking either either sets up We have knock you have, pitching neck down or the get cold. I would take Boston. And then pitching step. I like the pitching step, so it's really good, the bulkers are really good. Then you got that and St. Louis. That's a mismatch for them. LA is the most talented team, so this is a hot team. But yeah, this is like a cold, you know what I mean? They got cold yeah. cold in playoffs. That's the thing I tell people. I like we are reacting. Yankees yeah, are a hot team a month a month ago. They had to close off. So I think Boston this one because I think Boston is a really good team, and, 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 and I like Dodgers. So I, I think LA next one.
2: What what do you what do you got as your World Series pick? Uh, I get the White Sox. Gabriel. I get the White Sox. White Sox versus who?
6: I think the White Sox, get was, White Sox is Giants. Oh, okay. Ooh. I think that
2: would be tough. That
6: would be an excellent matchup. I think right now, who's the hottest team now in baseball?
2: The hottest team in baseball right now? Yeah. Uh, it might be
5: the White Sox.
2: It's probably the White Sox, I was going to say. Either it was them. St. Louis, but they're cooling off.
5: Yeah, they wrestled a lot of guys against the Cubs this weekend. But the Atlanta Braves, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Chicago White Sox, I would say, are the three hottest teams in the league right now.
6: We we're to get the hottest team in the playoffs wins it. Yep, correct. No matter what. I've seen this all five. I've seen this a bunch of times. The White is are the hottest team because they're healthy. You got Robert. That's you got right. Prada, and You got the Big Six. Can, this, can, this, can those teams step up now? No, that's the next team. And then like the calls in the past, you know what I mean? This it's, 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 it's you have to win it. Tony Wilson has a great manager. I think Tony Woods has a chip on his shoulder. When I listened to oh, interview yeah. that Chuck and, and Tony Wilson months ago, I was like, Was it March? Yeah, it was March. March and May March and February between those two. I say Tony is more motivated. He's still talking about a three Hunts. i like, okay. Similar approach, like I remember back, my brother told me the story. I and not watching watch it now. like, whoa, that's crazy back then. The first two games against Baltimore, a 3. Then it comes to Chicago, two, what? Game three and four and five? Game against Tino Heroes game four? Like, oh, that's what I'm tell you. Inside. And this is what I'm talking for years. They included my grandfather, who was at the game in the playoffs. It starts winning this game against Houston, right? Sides have to win these games. The fact is, the last time the one a postseason series was that at Houston. The, what series they going to buy I think Houston yeah, I, mean, uh,
2: I will say the last game I was at, Gabriel, as a fan, was in 2000 when they got swept by the Mariners. Wow. So it's been a long time coming. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know everyone here on this panel is. And uh, hopefully we can at least get to say hi at that game next sunday but we uh gabriel i know we appreciate you giving you so much of your, your time and uh everyone who's listening to the show make sure you go give gabriel a follow on twitter at bears town 19 and of course uh, keep an eye on him and the barroom network for more appearances from gabriel in the future but uh gabriel man we we love you we're looking forward to seeing you in the playoffs and uh, I hope you're right, man. I hope we get that sweep to to get to get out of here. So before we leave, any last minute things or shout-outs you wanna sh- anyone you want to shout out?
6: I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna shout out to a lot of people. Here. I'm gonna shout out to my friends, my close friends, and my best friends. I want I want to mention names. I want to mention that people out because I I don't wanna like shout. Out to, I, I shout some good good friend of mine. I don't wanna mention. I want these minutes out today. It's just I know y'all, I know you have your show to go. So I'm gonna shout out to I'm gonna, Shout out to Barbara. You can do a, you can do your shout outs real quick. It's up. Peyton, Justin, Isaac Summer, Kaleen, Jimmy, who was at the, at the Bad Barbado. And of course, the sexual hung aids. And that's and that's it. Thank you.
2: Awesome, man. Well, uh, right. make sure you go give it. Gabriel a follow. You too, man. We will see you on Sunday and we'll be talking this week. And thanks again for coming on, Gabriel thank them. you, thank you. all right thanks man Gabriel Silva everybody that was awesome uh he was the man at the rally today and uh, there's not a lot of people that have more passion than the white sox than he does you know he fits right in with our ragtag bunch over here so uh I know we are excited to celebrate with him hopefully we can get past this first round so that's gonna be fun but when guest leaves and another one comes on, we are going to welcome our fan who's jumping in to to give us his feedback. You know, he's been a guy who's been in this chat room all year long. Uh, He's fired up about the White Sox. Uh, He runs, he's an admin of a White Sox group called White Sox Clubhouse on Facebook. And this guy loves the White Sox and he loves this show. So we are happy to welcome Vince Tassoni to the show.
3: Vince, what's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Good, man. How about you guys? Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, no problem, man. We've been uh, trying to coordinate this for a while, so we're we're glad you could join us.
3: Yeah, man, it's been it's pretty cool being on here, even though with the weird thing, I never did you know anything like this before.
2: Well, hey, man, that's what it's all about. We're just uh, like I said, we wanted to bring some fans on, people that are fired up about this team, and kind of get the get our finger on the pulse for what's going on on the south side. So, and I know we've talked about a couple of different things so far throughout the course of the show and you and I have been talking about White Sox all week, whether we're texting or Twittering or whatever. But uh, how how you feeling in terms of confidence heading into this week?
3: You know, um, seeing what's going around right now, especially with uh, Rodon, I think that kind of is the big thing. Uh, I think I actually agree with Zim a lot. Um, I do think we should use him as like a game-four starter. You know, see what happens with that. But other than that, I I mean the big six that that's what really is gonna help us out a ton. You know, I see so many people saying the Astros are gonna sweep us, but the Astros have never seen one big six lineup. It's
0: it's crazy.
3: It's like, come on, man. You guys had you guys faced Mercedes when he was two for sixty-four, guys. I mean You now you it's got true. Tim Anderson, Yoan, who's just been on fire. You have Jose Abreu. I mean, these guys are Luis Robert. These guys are going to just fire on all cylinders, and I just cannot wait.
2: I know, I know. I feel like we need that time machine to get to get to Thursday already. But all uh, right, we got these other guys in the chat, so I'm gonna toss to someone else to just off the cuff conversation. We have not prepared any of this, and that's by design because. You know we're just we're just having fun tonight and getting people fired up. So any any of you three, uh, feel free to jump in and take it away. Vinny is jumping in.
5: First of all, Vince, sick name, bro. Very good name. <laughs> nine point nine name. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's your game one starter if you got to choose? Tony Larusa calls Vince Tassone and says, "Hi, Vinny. I I got the bat. Who do I give the ball?
3: You know." I've, if I'm Tony, I'm looking just like I said in the comment section, you know, we got to look at who pitches better on the road, who pitches better at home. And I honestly think you do go Lucas Giolito game one. You know, he had a great game versus them at home, actually. But what you've seen from Giolito last year versus the Oakland A's, it was lights out. You know, stinks we couldn't go past the next round, but. You know what happens, happens, and we're here now. So I actually cannot wait to see this pitching uh, rotation. You know the bullpens looking great. So I do think no matter what, let's say, you, let's say you do throw Rogan, Rodana game two, you still could throw in let's say Michael Kopech for about two innings or three, maybe go Lynn. But it's really more on the health of Rodon and seeing all these matchups and how you could put everything in.
5: Would it give you comfort too? I think this is an argument for starting Giolito in game one because I'm personally indifferent. I don't care who they start game one. I think it's pretty much more of the same as long as it's one of those two. Do you kind of find comfort in having Lance Lynn in game two in case game one doesn't necessarily go the way you'd like?
3: I wouldn't mind it all. Lancelin has just been on fire lately. I know the one start versus Cleveland, you know, that was kind of really messed up. But, I mean, ever since, I mean, he's just been great for us. And I, I love Lancelin. I've been saying it since two years ago, especially last year when we could have tried to get him in uh, the trade deadline. It stunk that we couldn't get him, but we got him now and look at him. He's been Bridgeport's best is what I like to call them. Yeah, no yeah, doubt about it. Right in.
5: And I brought up a name when you first started talking to you. I said your name's awesome. If Lance Lynn starts game one, it'll be the Battle of the Lances. And I don't know about you. I love a good Lance. Every Lance you ever meet is awesome. So I think that'd be yeah. kind of fun.
2: Yeah, Lance McCullers has looked really good for Houston. You know, Gonzo, I'll let you speak to that briefly because I know – Uh, you've been a big fan of what you've seen out of McCullers this year, obviously not against the White Sox, but you know, what, how do you feel Gonzo about McCullers and this Astros pitching staff? Because, you know, there's a couple guys that could really mow them down.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, beforehand it was Granky, but Granky's aging and you're seeing that this year, but with McCullers, he's got the experience over the past couple of years here and, we saw him recently in the series versus the White Sox, and you know he plowed right through our lineup. Um, so he gives them the best chance, and is why he's Game One starter for them. But after McCullers, you know, so many young arms besides Granky, um, with Garcia, um, Javier, and uh, who's the other? Um, well, oh, right? your Urquidy. Your um, those three young arms. I mean, they haven't really seen much postseason experience. Your Quady Garcia seen a little bit, but not too much. So you, you know, it, it's a toss up. I don't you know how that's gonna go with young pitchers in the postseason. Um, so I really feel good about the Sox chances going to this postseason um, after they get through McCullers. Um, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a battle. Game one's gonna be a battle for sure. Um, hopefully, we can steal one from them. Uh, you know on the road and then take it back home and either win it in four or uh hope maybe sweep like what uh Gabe was saying I was feeling socks in five um but that's just with Houston being trouble on the road I still feel like they're doing something at home um yeah yeah that's just how I'm feeling right now socks in five.
2: Yeah. I I think the hotter team plays, comes into play here. And, you know, a lot of these, as, as you mentioned, Vince, this Astros team hasn't seen our potent lineup. So I think that's the most exciting thing about facing McCullers is that, you know, we're kind of back to full strength now and we can really show, you know, this team, what we can do. So, uh, and if we lose one to McCullers, we can clobber the other guys. So I I still feel pretty good about that aspect. Uh, Zim, I'll go ahead and toss to you, to see if you got anything real quick. For, for yeah, Vince I, got, I, got
1: and, a, I got a couple, a couple thinkers here for you. I hope. Um, thinkers, uh oh. <laughs> well, okay. One of them, one of them I'm gonna throw to Vince specifically, and one of them I want to have kind of a round table about it. All right. So, so all Vince, right. I got to get your opinion on uh, your manager comparison, uh, Tony versus Dusty. You know, one guy's been there, well, both guys have been there, one guy's won it, the other guy come up short several, several times. So you think one guy has the advantage? If so, why? I mean, you think Tony can, uh, can outwit another 70 year old or?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm a little biased here. Tony right now, um, coming into the season, I love Tony. Tony was, oh, everyone kept having these issues with him talking about he's too old, you know, all this kind of type of stuff, but I do think no matter what, you still know how to coach. He came in great with these young, new generation superstars. Um, Dusty, you know, yeah, came up short a lot. I still think he's a you know good manager, um, but I do gotta say I think Tony La Russa has the upper hand here, um, especially because the team you you got a full healthy team now, and I mean. I want to see the Astros beat us because <laughs> they're not anymore. I, I, I sometimes when right now I was thinking what Gabe said about socks and three, I, I can see it. I can honestly see socks sweeping as long as everything's clicking. I, I don't see why the socks shouldn't sweep. And you know, when you guys I'm are be there game three, I can't wait. Shout out to Joe. I, I, Got you, man.
2: Yeah, speaking of sweep, uh, I, I did. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, MLB the show, the the simulation, uh, they picked the White Sox to sweep the Astros as well. So, wow, uh, that would be interesting if that comes to fruition. So, that
1: almost feels like a curse. Yeah. <laughs> video games are never right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Well. Well, maybe I hope. Well, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. And we're not going to talk about a certain other curse either. All okay, right, guys. It's not a, it's not a real curse, okay? The L- curse of the bambino Joe is what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. We were just talking about how great Lynn has been all season. A game you and I went to, he got shelled. So <laughs> I, I hope for for the well, White Sox sake, there is no curse of the bambino. Joe. Otherwise, you're going to be escorted yeah. out in about the sixth inning.
2: That's right. I mean, uh, Vince, if you didn't know, I think you do though. I'm, I'm 0 and 7 this year at White Sox games. So, uh, it's got to turn around at some point. I think I'm a good <laughs> luck charm now.
3: Look, I look, Zim, if you want, I'll pay for your flight here. What's what's your record this year? You know, we could switch tickets or something. One, and one. <laughs> <laughs> one, <and> one. <laughs> We got i I'm sorry, Joe uh, This is playoff time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, it can only keep up so long. The trend—it's more likely to change than it is to stay where it was.
3: Look, if I can get a a game three blackout win, I'll buy more beer. All right. <laughs> all
2: right. That, that that that's fair, right there. Uh, and I know, Zim. I know you had mentioned something about a roundtable question. Yeah. So let's go for that.
1: So yeah. So we haven't had an official uh, playoff roster announced yet, which is. I mean, honestly, a little weird. It feels like we're getting kind of close. But, you know, we're, we're within 72 hours. We'll have, uh, we'll have it announced any day. But is there anybody in particular you guys think might be a surprise addition to the playoff roster or somebody who a lot of people might be expecting to be on this playoff roster that might get left at home? And keep in mind, we do have, what did they announce today, nine reserve spots for players who will be put on COVID or IR during the post So it's really a 35 man roster, but we're just talking the 26 who suit up every day right now.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a bold and, and a weird prediction here. Uh, I feel as we talked about many times in the show, they can change who's on each roster every round at resets. Right. Uh, I'm going to make the unpopular choice that Andrew Vaughn does not make the roster for the first series. I know it's probably crazy. It's probably sacrilege. But uh, the way he's been playing lately, I don't see it. And I I feel like he's not going to be on the roster for the first game. Vinny, I want to get your your thoughts because you're making a face.
5: I kind of agree with you. If it's him or Gavin Cheats, they're going to go with Gav because he's a lefty. Yeah, he's hotter. And he's a lefty. I am skeptical about Carlos Rodon making it. I wouldn't even be a yeah. little surprised if he's left off the first series roster.
1: So, okay, question for you then. Who's your fourth starter then? Is it Kopech, Lopez, or uh, uh, Keuchel? Any any of those guys? Or you just go with a three-man rotation and call it a day?
5: That's the thing because it, it depletes your bullpen if I say Michael Kopech.
1: It doesn't it, deplete yeah. it.
5: It's still really good, and they have Tapera back now, and Aaron Bummer looks as good as ever.
1: But your seven, eight, yeah, nine, does. you know, punch for this postseason that you've been setting up all year, your Kopech to Kimbrell to Hendricks is not there if you move Kopek up to his starter position.
5: Yeah, I would do it and make Bummer the Kopech in that three-man, at back bullpen. Yeah, open. yeah you I, use Bummer over. You Krusher would have there? to because I would not use Dallas Keuchel and I would not use Reynaldo Lopez. Well,
2: Keuchel. The other day they did a little test drive on, on on the bullpen. Uh, and that didn't go so well. So uh, I don't feel so good about that.
5: Yeah. So my less bold prediction is probably Keiko not making it. If Rodon is healthy enough, I think Keiko probably doesn't make it. So That's fair. I'm uh, 50-50. If Rodon doesn't make it, don't fall off your chair. If he does, don't come at me either because I think it's possible he does. If he's healthy, it's literally all health. rodon has been amazing this year. He's got like a 2.4 ERA and a hundred and something strikeouts on a first place team. Like he's Cy Young good this year. And it would really suck to see him left off the roster for the first series. Now, if they were to win, could he come back to play either the Rays, Yankees or Red Sox? Sure. Of course.
2: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great call of uh, Vince, I got to get your thoughts. If you have, you know, a, a bold prediction or someone that, or, uh, or a prediction of someone who thinks gonna get left off. I'm curious if you got anything in your back pocket on this one.
3: When Zim asked this question, I honestly did think of Vaughn just because also the way you could just tell like how they've been playing him lately. You could see how he hasn't been playing in a lot of the games. You see Gavin getting a lot more at bats and Gavin's just been tearing it up there at the rate, you know, and I got to go with Vaughn on this one, probably not making the the roster. I could probably see him making, you know, the the ALCS roster if we do get there. But as of right now, I think Vaughn would not make it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm aligned there. Uh, Chris Gonzalez, how about you?
4: I think Vaughn's going to make it, and he's going to be a big contributor. In the division series, that's what I'm feeling right now. Um, Han says Rodon's good to go. I think we're going to see Rodon. Um, I think he's going to be. It's weird because even like back in beginning of September when Chuck had him on, and Chuck was asking why have you been like you know held out here lately, and Rodon's like I have no clue. I feel good. This is just Tony, you know Tony's decision right now and resting guys. It just—it's a weird situation, mm-hmm. you know. Because you see that he did have a situation where the arm went dead, but then he came back and he ended this past week with five innings versus Detroit. So, <clears throat> I think you're going to see Rodon back. I think he'll be fine. Um, guys being left out, maybe Keichel, Keichel, Billy Hamilton, maybe. Um, I think you'll see both Sheets and Bond. See, I think I think
1: Hamilton makes it over Vaughn, in my opinion. Because
4: you got Adam Engel back too.
1: Hamilton just gives you the speed aspect for when you need that pinch runner in certain situations. Um,
4: I know they got got other
1: guys to fill that role too, for sure.
4: Engel's got that speed.
1: Yeah, but Engel might be in the starting lineup. That's fair. No, I mean, if if I gotta pick some guys, you know, I think I think Hamilton does make it. Um, I think Sheets does make it. Uh, I'm kind of leaning with you guys that Vaughn probably doesn't make it, but a guy who I think is a surprise to make this playoff roster, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Danny Mendick end up on the active roster for this ALDS. You know, one of the things that we're going to need in this is scrappy guys. And when I think scrappy on this team this year, I think Danny Mendick, you know, he's the guy he's okay in the field but i mean if caesar needs a day off what go ahead i'll let you finish look mendick is the exact guy you need when somebody just needs a minute you know when when you're in the 14th inning and you need a guy to come in like jeff blum and hit a home run danny mendick when when you when when caesar hernandez twist his ankle sliding into second base on a play that he had no business going to second base on. Cause for some reason that guy has not been the same player since he came to Chicago, Danny Mendick can fill in that spot because you know, Larry Garcia is going to be used in different situations. And uh, I think Lurie's going to have, or, or Tony's going to have a specific game plan for Larry Garcia. So that's where I think somebody like Mendick comes into the lineup because he's a little more flexible in, in that regard.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I like that. I, I think this has been a great conversation, guys. Uh the back and forth is just uh you know, something that I never even give it any thought until just until you brought it up, Zim. So I think it's a great question. The, I one thing we've asked everyone that's come on the show tonight, Vince, is about this schedule that came out. I know you and I were texting a little bit back and forth about it earlier today, but uh how do you feel about the early afternoon and afternoon games on Thursday and Friday?
3: Well, I'm kind of happy, not happy with it, because I got to rush home. But I get off at one o'clock on Friday and Saturday. But I start really early. But at the same time, I'll probably miss about one or two innings on that uh, Friday game, right? I think the Friday game. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, one o'clock. yeah. So I think that game I'll probably miss about two innings only, but. You know, at least I'll get be able to watch that. And then Sunday comes and can't wait for that game.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, we're all going to be, well, three of us here are going to be at that blackout game. It's Vince, Vinny, and myself. And that ballpark is going to be absolutely fired up. Uh, I do have some footage here, guys, of the last time there was a blackout game. And uh, I think we should just all admire this, because we are going to be living it here uh, here in just a little bit. Let's take a look. This is the last time, I believe this was 08. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gonzo, right? 08. This was 08?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There so was
2: when in- there's black rally towels. There was a tie
5: at the top of the American League Central division between the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. This was game
1: 163.
5: It was game 163. I believe for some reason, this could be wrong. I feel like a coin flip decided who had home field. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure a coin flip decided. I would have to relook that up. Maybe it was run differential or head to, head to head. But I for thought some it was. Reason, I thought
3: it would be head to head. No.
5: Yeah, but I, I'm thinking it was tied. Like for some reason, a coin flip sticks out to me. I'll have to do some research on that. But whatever, whatever it was, the White Sox ended with home field and they did it right.
1: Now, how did the White Sox do a blackout game and then proceed to wear the white pinstripe jerseys and not the black alternates? Yeah, I'm so. That's curious. my question yeah. on that.
5: I'm so curious to see what they wear on
1: Sunday. Now that's totally a sidebar, but um, you know, this game was won on a Jim Tomey walk off and that was just absolutely nuts. If you guys had to pick, you know, say say we have the opportunity, you get to pick which player hits a walk off home run on Sunday night to complete a three game sweep. Who do you guys pick to be that guy? You know, the, the, is it is it Anderson? Is it Robert? Uh Abreu.
2: Uh, you know, if I had to pick somebody, I I I think I'd probably go with Brayu just because he's you know, he's he's pedo. I mean he's he's been the man all year long, the RBI machine. I mean, I'm not gonna complain if anybody else does And I mean Luis Roberts also been red hot. So uh right. but I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brayu. Uh how about you, Gonzo?
4: I'm gonna go with Vaughn the guy that this guy's mentoring. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> that's like it's, a triple down uh, on Andrew Vaughn right this now. This is the guy this is the guy that
4: this is the guy that's mentoring Vaughn. So well, you can on, see it
1: in the way he comes to the plate. brand the answer I've ever heard. Is.
4: You've seen big hits out of Vaughn throughout the season versus Chapman and gosh, go through the list. There of, it is. ball
5: <laughs> <laughs> way back. Gonzo wants to do season. Oh, that that's the wrong end.
3: Jesus.
1: I was going to say what is this the eighth inning? <laughs>
4: No, but Vinny did say it. that's one of my biggest bold predictions is that uh, Cease is going to get the win to eliminate the uh, Astros. No, but I said series. you
5: want him to hit the walk-off. That's how much you want uh, him. No. No, I would pick Yohan Moncada because Yohan Moncada haters are my least favorite people on planet Earth. I like <laughs> I like Cub Cubans that think Baez is better than Anderson more than... Yoan moncada haters like what else does this guy have to do besides be like a five win player that is an elite defensive third baseman yeah the home run total it'll probably come up over the course of his career it's not where it needs to be right now but i would love to see yohan moncada just end a game or end a series and spitting all the haters face
4: and real quick i just say vaughn because you see a big rookie in the postseason come out of nowhere and for me that's going to be vaughn that's what i'm seeing
1: I mixed up my games. That was not the Jim told me walk off. The Jim told me walk off was in 06. He hit a, he hit a solo shot though. Oh, about that.
4: Blackout games. Oh, wait.
1: Yeah, but no, but yeah. the game 163 yeah. to win. It wasn't that 06. No. Cause they no. didn't make the playoffs that year. You I don't know right what I'm thinking of. You, Tommy
5: you right. he hit a, a team. home run. He
1: hit a home run, though. He did hit it. It wasn't a walk-off. Yeah, okay. They won one nothing. That's where
5: i the home run earlier in the game. And, gotcha. and Griffey Jr. made a play to save he the time. He threw out the guy at the plate. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Had put Bobby out. Jenks got the save. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it because out.
1: it was a big deal. Because Griffey Jr. made the, the uh, outfield assist from center field. And then going into, like, the eighth or ninth inning, they subbed out Brian Anderson. And you just saw that amazing diving catch he made to end the game.
5: Yeah, which Griffey probably wouldn't have made with his slow self. No, with how old he was? No. <laughs>
1: Jesus. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was like 35 at that point in time. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's no diss on him. He just, he's 35. He's had a couple of injuries. Like, he's not going to be the same guy.
5: Like, there's a reason he's on the White Sox instead of the Reds <laughs> or the Mariners.
1: There's a reason he's on the White Sox, right. Just like there was a reason Manny Ramirez was on the White Sox. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> I forgot about that for a moment.
3: <laughs> the green. did right. they wear the the pink? The no, not the the green pinstripes or something. When he had that one home run, I think. Where he, I think it was his,
1: about right. The the halfway to St. Patrick's yeah. uniforms. Yeah.
2: I love it, man. Um,
1: I'm so glad we can we, reminisce on those times and not have to like endure them anymore. That we get to enjoy winning baseball, where they don't make these absurd, you know, late season pickups. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a nice luxury. And I tell you what, I, we're all beyond excited to get into the playoffs and get there and just be there in person. And hopefully I can meet up with you, Vince, on, on Sunday at some capacity and Vinny, and Vinny's got one. So get it out there, bud.
5: The White Sox won a coin flip late in the season, which by rule awarded them home field advantage for the tiebreaker. The tiebreaking game 163 by both teams with all events in the game Added to regular season statistics.
2: Yep. And PZ in the chat says coin flip changed to head to head after that, which is wild.
5: So there you go. That's so silly. It is kind of funny though. <laughs> <The> <laughs> like Minnesota changed. Minnesota just gets boned year after year in some way, shape, or form.
1: Especially when it comes to coin flips. Hasn't the Vikings lost like multiple coin flips in the NFL draft when it was like they were tied in like six or seven different categories. So they were like, screw it. Coin flip this time.
5: (laughs) And they're the only team with worse kicker luck than the bears. (laughs) And that's saying a lot. (laughs) Exactly.
2: But, uh, but it's, it's been fun, man. And I know we're looking forward to the playoffs. Uh, Vincent, before we let you go, you know, any any shout outs or last minute thoughts you wanna make before we before we let you get back to your regularly scheduled evening?
3: Uh shout out to Joe getting me some tickets. I don't I think I already thanked them about a thousand times. It's um, true. Shout out to my girlfriend, my dog, you know, my mom. I know my mom's watching this right now. Um yeah, thank you guys. Shout out to you guys for making Mondays uh an awesome night for me and can't wait for Some playoff baseball, for sure.
2: Uh, We we can't wait either. And and make sure you guys follow Vince on Twitter at CWSFan2000. And then uh, he's also the admin of a great Facebook group for a bunch of White Sox fans called White Sox Clubhouse. Uh, All of us are members. Uh, Vince is one of
1: the admins. One of the most positive White Sox groups on
4: Facebook. Before That's we right. let him before we let him go, I'm also going to give Vince a shout out because when I was gone for the past two weeks, he was one of very few people that reached out to me, checked up how I was doing, just as a fan of the show. And I appreciate the man himself that speaks more about his character than anything else. And I actually really appreciate when fans reach out to us about the show. And he's one of the one of my favorites to see in the DMs. Thank uh, you, Vince. We, 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 no we
2: appreciate you, Vince, and and all the support you've given us since in our first season, which is crazy, that we started during the beginning and we've gone all the way, and here we are going to the playoffs. So it's an exciting thing. Uh, it's been great having you in our corner all season. It's been great having you on the show tonight. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday for some playoff baseball.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.
2: All right, Vince. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you soon. See ya. Thank all you. All right, take care. Vince to Sony, everyone. That was so much fun talking with him. And um, we're gonna get to our regularly scheduled pick-to-click and uh, you know get out of here in a near to distant future. But we are going to, before we do that, take a very quick commercial break from our barroom sponsors. And uh, make sure you go and you can pick up a, a South Burb Sitman t-shirt. I know Zim is wearing one right now as well you can go help support us doing what we do so quick little mention of that before we get to our commercials but we will be right back right after this south Burb men will be right back back after that commercial break and quick reminder to grab your barroom network swag at deepdishteescom barroom uh, that, that helps support not only us but uh vinny has got a couple other shows as well you got bar on blackhawks you got crosstown crosstalk uh mike north advantage bear football uh dan and aldo bear their souls fantasy football goon the barfly tailgate show the mike north advantage and many many more so make sure you head over there and help support us and keep doing what we do and you can get some really cool-looking swag like this and what, and what Zim has on right now. So, And also, Zim has the sweet snapback as well. So uh, you got to look stylish, and you might as well look stylish during the playoffs. So without further ado, gents. Oh, there you go, Vinny with the bar-down hat. That's a good-looking cap, too. So, uh, yeah, make sure you go grab some stuff over there and uh, help support us. We appreciate it. But uh, getting back to the normal swing of things, there's not that much left to cover on the show, but we are going to talk about our picks to click from last week. Um so I went with Larry Garcia last week who's continued his solid play. Uh but he is didn't have an outstanding week. He went 5 for 18, 278 uh with an r with a run scored and an RBI. You know, he's doing what he's got to do. You know
1: what's Gonzo? more wild than that? What's that? The fact that we've now picked Larry Garcia as a pick to click twice on this show.
2: <laughs> Probably more than that, maybe three times.
1: Has it but been either three
2: way. Time? <laughs> three just, times too many because he hasn't won anytime we picked him. He no, it goes just, off when nobody picks him.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: So by that, by that matter, you know, for our ALDS picks, which are coming up here, nobody pick Larry Garcia. That means he's gonna go crazy. Nobody, nobody touch him. That's everyone obliges. Yes. Um, so Gonzo last week, you took Luis Robert who uh, cooled down a little bit this week compared to what he's been. But, I mean, he's still hitting bombs and getting RBI. Uh, four for 18, 222, three homers, four runs scored, five RBI. Did have the five strikeouts this week, but, uh, you know, the power's there. So, you know, obviously your boy Lou Bob has been doing pretty well. And yes.
4: La Pantera. Yes.
2: La Pantera, Very good. Vinny, you had a good you had a great pick last week. You're the only one of us to take a pitcher. Uh you took the red hot Lucas Gelito, who went five innings with an earned run, three strikeouts, and a 1.80 ERA. So that's obviously a solid performance. Uh and then Zim, you went with Eloy Jimenez, who you had different stats than I did, but my stats say three for 17, 176. Um Regardless, and
1: they were mediocre at best.
2: Yes, he had a mediocre week. I would agree with that. So congratulations, Vinny. You have won the pick to click for your pick of Lucas Giolito. So uh, Vinny ends the regular season with four wins on 10 tries, which is a f- not not terrible in
1: the grand scheme of things. 400, man. You battered 400 on the season. Congratulations. We're going to call you a little Teddy from now on.
5: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Little Teddy. Little Teddy.
2: Little Teddy. I like it. And, uh, you know, because of that, you get your first pick heading into the ALDS. So, without further ado, Vinny, who is your pick to click for the ALDS series against the Houston Astros?
5: I am going to take the player who, if my math works out correctly, Andrew Vaughn. Um, Yeah, no. I'm not taking a guy who might not make the postseason. He is going to be the first person to take an at-bat in the division round. And that is Tim Anderson. I believe Tim Anderson is a playoff guy through and through. The way he plays the game, the way he thinks the game – The way he's a C-ball, hit-ball guy. He's not up there trying to guess if they're going to throw a fastball or a change-up or a slider the way other elite hitters do. He's C-ball, hit-ball. That's Tim Anderson. I think that that is good in the playoffs. It certainly helped him last year. I know he had more hits than like more than half the teams that made the playoffs as a whole last year. And I'm banking on him having a big series against the Houston Astros because I think the Chicago White Sox need that. I think he's going to come ready to play. He's going to hear the clowns who rip on the White Sox when it comes to them beating the Astros. And he's going to go into the series extremely motivated. And he's pissed off that he's probably going to miss the first three games of next season. He wants to stick it to everyone. That's the guy I'm excited to have leading the batting order going into the postseason. TA7, Tim Anderson.
2: It's a beautiful thing, man. I think we're all excited to see Timmy this postseason. Chris Gonzalez, I know you got to get going shortly, so we'll let you go and make your pick next. Who are you going with for your pick to click in the ALDS?
4: I'm going to go with the guy that led the spark in the last postseason game we saw last year, and that's going to be La Pantera, Luis Robert. I think he's going to take off, and he is my pick to click.
2: I love it. I hope he stays red hot, man. I think we're all feeling that. Uh, I know I'm beyond excited to see him continue swinging a smoking hot stick. Well, I never thought I'd say smoking hot stick on this show, but there it is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go last, so I'll let Zim go next. You Zim, know, who I, you taking?
1: I, I'm torn between a pitcher and a batter. I really am because um, I think pitching is going to be the ultimate decider in this series, but uh, since he's still available for pick-to-click, it's hard to pass on, you know, the reigning MVP until further notice. That's, you know, our captain, Jose Abreu. He's He's been on this team since they were absolutely just god-awful. You know, he came up yeah. with this team during one of the roughest stretches they've had in the last 30 to 50 years. I mean, and that's not even an exaggeration. This last decade has been tough, and he's here to help lead these youngsters through the playoffs just as much as their grandfather manager is. But you know, if, if Tony's the grandfather, that means Jose's the dad. Cause I mean, (laughs) that's just how it's been working this season. He uh, he's going to step up. If, if anybody is, I, I truly believe it's going to be MVP though. So Jose Abreu, my pick to click. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and book it, at least seven RBIs in this series for him.
2: Wow, I like it. I love the moxie there, kid. And I'm going to make it quick so we can let Gin- Gonzo do some quick shout-outs, but uh, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to go with a guy who's been dominant all year long. Uh, he is intense as it gets, and he's as crazy as it gets. Uh, I'm going to go with Liam Hendricks.
1: That was my other ALDS. pick.
2: Yeah, I feel like Liam is going to tear things up and, as he does in the playoffs, get fired up. So let's do a quick little recap. ALDS picks the click. I'm going Liam Hendricks. Zim with Jose Abreu. Gonzo with Luis Robert. And Vinny, TA7, Tim Anderson. We'll recap these next week, and hopefully we're clinched by then.
5: These are the four best players from last year's A's White Sox series. I know the A's won it. But I truly believe these are the four best players from that series.
1: Yes, easily, easily. I mean, Liam Hendricks was shut, shut out, lights out in that series. You know, Abreu did everything that I'm hoping he'll do this year, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, just, yeah, the, these guys have done it before, and I think we're all very much in agreement they'll do it again.
2: Absolutely. I think they will do it again. and no, we're, we're just ready for the ride. Gonzo, I know you got to get out of here, so we'll toss it to you to do a quick little wrap-up and to give any shout-outs that you might have. Yeah,
4: before I leave, there's one thing I want to point out here, um, and I noticed and Lynn's start in Houston, for whatever reason, I thought he was short-striding it. I don't think he was comfortable with that mound. Um, I, that's a reason why I would like to see him in Game 3 um, give him a, a amount he's comfortable with at home to be our train when we need them. Um, with Lynn and cease, I think that's what you're going to see at home. And, uh, if I want to say it, you know what, I want to say it, I'll change it from Sox and five. We'll do Sox and four. Um, it's going to be a great series. Yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, the, everything that we saw there with our picks, those are all great picks. Um, I'm really happy. Um, to start this postseason and watch it, but most importantly, um, spending the whole season with you guys uh, for our first season, it's been a a great run, and it's just getting more excited as we go into our first postseason, and hopefully we get to continue this show next week, and uh, at least for the playoffs, because I know we'll do more shows in the offseason, but we need more uh, postseason than just one show here. Um, But Other than that, Uh, My shout-outs this week, I'm going to shout-out Vince um, for his kind uh, DM that he sent me um, last week. Um, And my last shout-out is going to be the one and only, my girlfriend Soraya. Continues to be my support for this podcast and in life in general. Um, Other than that, I'll give you guys also, I'll add you guys too, because you guys kept the show running without me. Now I'm just, I know you guys are the the main stars of the show, and uh, happy you guys um, kept on grinding for for the past couple of weeks here, as it was a 500 run up until this last week, and then they got hot, which is my last point I should really say here. Um, glad to see these guys turn it on right before the you know the end of the regular season to get hot at that moment because I was getting worried as September was dwindling down and these guys were just at 500. Now that they're hot, they're one of the like we said earlier, they're one of the hottest teams going into the postseason. That's where we exactly where we want to be, and I'm just excited to see uh, what is that next thing in the postseason that we go, wow! Like I can't believe that happened. You know, <laughs> the, we we saw the bases loaded situation with Orlando, or Duque got out bases loaded situation in Boston. Oh, yeah. We saw we saw Aj's drop third in LA in Anaheim, and Anaheim in the postseason. We saw Burley get in the mound and, you know, late in the game after he had some beers and close it out with the save. I mean, we saw everything in that postseason. Hopefully we continue that, and hopefully we don't get a dud like 08. Hopefully we get a great postseason and better than the one last year as well.
2: Amen, man. We're, we're happy to have you back with us this week, and we're looking forward to hopefully breaking down a sweep or close to a sweep next week. Uh, if there is a game on Monday, we'll figure out what we're doing with the show because I'll be at that game. So uh, we'll get back to you on that one. But, Gonzo, appreciate your time as always, brother. We'll let you go do what you got to do. Uh, just know we love you, man, and we will see you on the flip side. And that's it. So we will see you next week, buddy.
4: All love, boys. All love, and everyone in the chat. Appreciate y'all as well and continue to rock on with the guys as they go continue on here. And I'll see you next week.
2: You got it, brother. Take care, man. Take care. Later. Of course, Gonzo, Chris Gonzalez. Appreciate him as always. And I know we're getting towards the rap portion anyway, gentlemen. Um, we're still got baseball on the mind, but I would remiss Vinny if I didn't bring up something that's non baseball at all. And talk about the book of Boba Fett, which was announced for the end of December. Um, I know Zim may chime in on this as well. Probably
1: not.
5: He's gonna. No, not sorry, say not anything. a Star Wars guy at all. He's like, no, I'm not a freaking nerd. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm a super <laughs> nerd. I'm just not a Star Wars guy.
5: <laughs> what about this? That's funny. No matter what language you speak. <sighs>
2: sorry that's like that's gonna be my no go my new go-to one so uh but vinny i know we we were texting a little bit about it earlier this week but uh how excited are you for the book of Boba fett
5: yeah i'm very excited any of those like side shows for any big major franchise like i know they got them coming out for the marvel movies and all that kind of stuff I, i it's just really fun like i love the mandalorian i personally like if i wasn't a star wars fan i would If someone told me like dude you don't need to be a star wars fan to watch mandalorian and i gave it a try i would understand why because it's basically like a western like if you like western Mm -hmm. tv shows like it, it that's what it's like except not like themed that way it's more like space themed obviously but i don't know i'm very excited for the book of boba fett and i think the mandalorian season two set it up very nicely at the end
2: yes it certainly did and i know uh we're the we're the resident star wars nerds on this show but uh, we'll we'll give a, a quick peek to the poster that just uh, just dropped the other
5: day. That's that is that's so pretty, cool. I want yeah, that hanging cool. in every room in my house. Every room in your house?
2: That's I like that. That's ballsy. Yeah.
5: Oh yeah.
2: And we got a comment here from Travis. I love the Game of Thrones night. Been to three different ballparks for it. That was a kind of very Game of Thrones-like picture now that I think about it. Interesting, uh, yeah, it was. But, uh, I could see it. On the throne. Yeah. But, I've uh, been I to
5: Game of Field for Game of Thrones night, and I I wasn't a Game of Thrones fan at that point. I am now. I'm like a super Game of Thrones fan now. But I definitely like got into it later into the show, and yeah, I remember being out there at the game for one of those nights.
2: Actually, that night that game of thrones that you're talking about Vinny, was michael kopech's
5: first career start you're right you are so spot on that is 100 what it was you are right
2: because i was there i got my picture in the throne i bought the special bobblehead which has got southpaw on the throne i got it around here somewhere i don't know where it's at that's awesome but uh, that place was absolutely electric. And I know you would say the exact same thing.
5: It was the only playoff game they played during the hundred loss season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's true. It was like a legit Um,
5: playoff atmosphere. Like we're seeing it now. Like you've both been to games this season at guaranteed rate field. And it's felt like a playoff game, basically every weekend game since late July, early August. And once they started getting to 100% capacity, especially. And Michael Kopech's first career start was like that, even though they were like 45 and 80 at the time or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, no, it was interesting. Uh, it, there's been some great theme nights, especially that 100 loss season. They they needed to do something. And they oh, yeah. they certainly, we had a lot of fun, that's for sure.
5: We got Andrew uh, Vaughn
2: out of it. This is true. We did get Andrew Vaughn out of that. So we'll take it for what it's worth. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so real quick, um, I thought we could do a quick little you know, matchup preview here before we get out of here. Um, these This team matches up completely different than they did when we played them last. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we really have to look at when we're doing that that cross comparison. And I know Zim was talking a little bit about this earlier in our private chat. Uh, So Zim, let's talk a little bit about this matchup and some of the numbers because they're the the Astros are playing a completely different team now. And I don't know if they're quite aware.
1: Yeah. um, It's very interesting. What's been happening, you know, particularly over the last month, you know, the white Sox, are deemed as, as a cold team going into the playoffs by a lot of uh, national pundits who I don't think have paid very close attention simply because their second half record wasn't very good. Um, but in their last 10 games, they're seven and three headed into the playoffs. Uh, over their last 10 games, they've allowed 2.7 runs per game while scoring 3.7 runs per game, uh, which is, you know, dramatically... Trending in the direction that you want it to, you know, the, the, the amount allowed has gone down and down and down while the amount scored is going up and up and up. As you can see, considering they were allowing 3.7 runs total since September 1st. So 3.7 runs per game, September 1st down to 2.7 over their last 10. That's, that's exactly what your pitching staff and bullpen in particular need to be doing headed towards the playoffs. So, Looking at the teams as a whole, when we look at the two teams, uh, batting, the Astros rank in the top five of the American League in five major categories at the at the plate. So that's batting average, where they are first in baseball, not first in the American League, first in baseball, first in runs oh. scored, second in strikeouts against. So that's second fewest strikeouts at the plate, fourth in walks and fifth in home runs. This is a patient team, a very patient team. That's going to work the, uh, going to work the pitching staff for sure, which is why it's very good that the White Sox pitching staff is trending in the white right direction because the White Sox are top four in the American league. They're top four in the American league in ERA saves hits allowed runs allowed, Home runs allowed, strikeouts, batting average against, and whip. Of those categories, wow. yeah, they are top four in the in the American League and all those. They are top two in every single one of those categories except for saves. This is a very dominant pitching staff. Yeah, or MLB, excuse me. I said almost said ESPN. MLB.com ranks the White Sox as the best postseason pitching staff in the American League. The only teams they rank better than them I think are pretty obvious in the Brewers, uh, the, oh God, I lost it. The, Dodgers. the Brewers, Dodgers. the Dodgers, and the Braves, um, yeah. which I think is very, very fair. I don't think there's anybody denying that those three teams have great pitching staffs. I think the White Sox might be better arguably than at least two of those teams. Um, mm-hmm. But just, to see that the White Sox have just been so dominant as as a pitching team with all of our gripes and complaints as fans about this bullpen, about the management, about how some of these, you know, me in particular complaining that these starters can't make it a third time through the lineup. Well, shit, it doesn't look like they have to right now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Quickly continuing. I, I do,
2: Go ahead. I was just going to say, I quickly want to comment that, you know, you, you talked about what the MLB put out today. They put out like a top 50 players in the postseason Mm -hmm. Uh, rankings. And how do you put that list out and not include Yasmani Grandel? I'm just, no, it wasn't on the list.
1: They've completely ignored the White Sox on that list. They kind of threw in a few names that I think they felt required to throw in. You know, Liam Hendricks, Lance Lynn, uh, Jose Abreu, you know, the the names that everybody throughout the country knows. They kind of threw them in casually just here and there. But it was really just an excuse for them to hype up the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. You know, three wildcard teams is all they want to give the attention to. And that's really unfortunate, but it's going to take two weeks for us to move past that when all three of those teams are eliminated. So, um, I I
2: could let you get back to what you're talking about. I just wanted to chime in about that.
1: Just real. No, it's absolutely a fair point that, you know, it's, it's just writers trying to throw in, uh, what they, what they think is going to sell. If we're being totally honest here, unfortunately, you know, Vinny, you can attest to this. Myself, it's why I don't really write so much anymore. It's because what you believe and what sells are not necessarily always the same thing. So it's hard to be passionate about some of these articles when you've got to just put out what you know is going to sell. Um, and it feels like that's kind of what that article was, in my opinion. Um, I could be completely off base, but, you know, hey, I'm the target audience here, and that's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just quickly wrapping this up. Let's see. Head to head in 2021 was five and t- five to two in favor of the Astros. Uh, Sox scored 23 runs, good for 3.3 runs per game. Stros scored 35 runs in those seven games, good for five runs per game. Worth noting there, the Big Six did not play together in any of those games. The uh, the Astros have not faced Eloy Jimenez or Luis Robert once this year. They did not face Yasmani Grandal while he was healthy at any point this year. Uh, just for reference, he went into that series batting the first series. He went into that series batting 152. Uh, yeah, He wound up finishing the season at 240. So I think that he's, an, he's a new player. He was reborn. Exactly. Exactly. Um, during that time period, you know, the Sox two wins came from Rodon, uh, who we've discussed at length in this uh, podcast about, you know, where we think he is and Lucas Giolito throwing, I believe his lone complete game of the season. Yep. It was a Saturday
5: um, night where the white Sox won like 11, one or 10, one, something like that. 10
1: to one, 10 to one. And yeah, it was a, a one earned run game. Um, the first series was a four game sweep on the road. I don't see that happening again. I do not see them losing uh, multiple games in Houston. Uh, the only close game of this of any of these seven games was a two-to-one game in which Carlos Rodon was the winning pitcher. Um, he was
2: dominant that game, yeah.
1: Carlos Rodon was dominant against them this season, 14 innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, and 18 strikeouts. That is damn impressive. But, again, unfortunately, he appears to be kind of the off man in the rotation here. So – just to wrap yeah, it up. I, you know, we, we do have the big six playing together. Uh, as Vinny mentioned early, early in this podcast, they are seven and one playing as the big six. That is four and one in the last week. Yep. <laughs> four and one with the big and six playing this week. That is exactly where you want to be heading into the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I mean, this team is everything we want them to be, really. And uh, Tony's got them primed and ready to go. The only question mark going into the postseason is Carlos Rodon. You know, if that's our only question mark, I feel pretty damn good about that, especially with where we started the year injury-wise. So, Vinny, before we get out of here, give us a quick wrap. You know, what should we expect, and what are you expecting?
5: Yeah, so expect a close series. I don't think either team is going to pull away. If it goes four or five, I wouldn't be surprised. If either team swept, I would be very surprised um i like how as zim mentioned the astros did win the season series five to two each team won the series at home each team is very different from where they were when they won the series i don't believe the astros had bregman and the white Sox obviously did not have jimenez or robert or healthy grendahl who are extremely consequential players okay Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa, both north of 70 years old, have last met in the postseason in 2002 when the San Francisco Giants defeated the St. Louis Cardinals. The Astros and the White Sox, of course, as everybody knows, have met exactly one time in the postseason, and that is the 2005 World Series when the White Sox swept mm-hmm. them 4-0 to win their first White World Series championship in 88 years. They are on a four-game winning streak in Houston in the playoffs. They say that doesn't mean anything. It probably doesn't mean anything, but in my brain, it means something. The organization –
1: I I have one counterpoint to that, and that is the last time the White Sox won a postseason game in Houston. There was still a flagpole in the middle of center field.
5: Fair enough. That might might save Luis Robert, though. My counterpoint to that is Luis Robert's not running into a – Uh, flagpole and center field. Not running
1: uphill into a flagpole, yeah. Yeah, Yes, it's a little more safe
5: for our guy Lou Bob out there. So it's going to be a fun series. I definitely think it's the premier matchup in the American League. I know Yankees' Rays would be awesome, but I kind of think the Rays are going to dominate whoever they play. And, of course, if the Giants play the Dodgers, I think that would be the premier matchup in the division series in general. I, I'm going to bet on the Cardinals to win, but I think they, if they push all their chips in to win the wild card game, which they obviously have to, that's what you do. I think the giants would be able to probably take care of that, but we'll see what happens. I'm definitely looking forward to this. I just want to thank you guys, of course, for bringing me on this show mid season. Like, Holy crap. That went fast. I've been on 10 shows already. Like that's unreal. Nice. Unreal. So, you know, I appreciate that. Zim, thanks for having a kid so they can realize that I can contribute something to this show and then not boot me off when you come back. So thanks again for that. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: <laughs> it's Dude, it's, it's been, been awesome. Pleasure, man. I was honestly, I was a little jealous when they were like, hey, Vinny's going to come on while you're off. And I was like, oh, but. I want to do a show with Vinny. <laughs> you're like,
5: you're like, I'm about to get Wally pipped.
1: <laughs> you are like, no, if
5: we keep him on, you could stay too.
1: <laughs> well, that was it. I thought it was going to be an either or situation. And honestly, I think having, you know, allowing me to rejoin while keeping you on the show really added, it added another element that we didn't have at the beginning of the year that really uh, expanded the, the thinking Uh, the, the box, if you will, you know, we, we had to think outside the box and the box got bigger when you came and joined, which is awesome. So yeah, it's been fun having you along for the ride. It's been fun getting to talk, you know, some hockey and football off the air with you too. So absolutely. And, you know,
2: let's be honest, Vinny's one of the best, the biz, to cover the white Sox. honestly, if you haven't checked out his articles, you can see him on fan sided South side showdown. He even covers, you know, hockey, all, all sports really. I mean Vinny's the jack of all trades. So uh if you're not following him on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing with your life. So make sure you follow him.
1: Well and, that's it. I uh, made, it's just great. I made that comment earlier about sometimes you gotta write articles that you don't have your heart in. Uh Vinny just doesn't write an article if he doesn't have his heart in it. So yeah, I gotta true. say it, it's no it's evident comment. in his writing, yes. All my
5: Cubs articles are kind of mean, like whenever something negative happens to them. Like I, that's when I choose That's when I choose to cover them is when something bad happens. When they're on a 10-game winning streak, I'll talk about the Bears.
1: That's <laughs> great. That's great.
2: But uh, we've reached the shout-out portion of our show. Gentlemen, before we get out of here, Zim, we'll go ahead and start with you first, and then we'll go around the horn.
1: Uh, real quick, I uh, just want to give a, a little – uh, personal prediction, I guess on the postseason. I don't think, you know, I I've made it pretty obvious. I don't think that the Dodgers Red Sox or Yankees will go very far. I don't think you can buy a championship year after year after year. The Dodgers got theirs. They, they paid for theirs. They're going to be paying for it for the next 10 years. Now, the Yankees have paid for plenty in their time. And, uh, unfortunately for them, we are not in an error era. Where you can continue to buy a team, um, right? And and the Red Sox are kind of the the poor man out in this scenario because they didn't necessarily try to pay for a roster. However, uh, they're Boston, uh, so you know, <laughs> f them. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of the coast teams getting all the love. Uh, I would I would absolutely love to see. A White Sox Brewers World Series. I think ESPN would lose their minds. They wouldn't know what to cover. Joe Buck would be a stumbling bumbling idiot on the air if he had to talk about the Brewers and the White Sox for seven games. So
2: <laughs> maybe they'll bring Troy, Troy Aikman in for a game.
1: <laughs> no, the just, Cowboys aren't involved. I am so excited for this postseason because it's so many teams that aren't normally there. Uh, you know, the Giants make their triumphant return. After winning, you know, every odd year for however many years it was, uh, you know, was sometime during the Blackhawks run, that's all I remember because I was more invested in hockey than baseball during that run. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm very, very, very excited for this postseason. I'm really bummed that I'm gonna have to kind of miss two games, but let's uh, let's go, Sox, man. Yes, I would one that's just, that matters. I tell you what, one series win would make me happy. Not to say that I want to see them lose at any point, but at least getting to the AL championship game would feel like a victory to me, just personally. I feel like everybody's counted this team out all year long. They want to act like they're pretenders. They want to act like they're lucky to be here. They want to act like this team kind of fell backwards into the playoffs. And in reality, this has been the most dominant team in the AL Central all season long. Well, Since May, we'll say, since May. April was kind of rough for this team. But... This team has done everything that it's needed to do all season. Uh, trade deadline. It started before the year. You know, they hired Tony Larusa, who we were all skeptical about. He turns out to be a great manager. Trade deadline comes along. We're all saying, what do the Sox need? They need a reliever. They need a second baseman. Maybe add a catcher. So what do they do? They add two relievers. They add the best closer in the National League and use them as their setup guy. Because guess what? We got the best closer in all of baseball. They add a Gold Glove All Star second baseman, and you know they they go out and sign a catcher uh, for a minor league deal, but it shows that they were paying attention to what they needed. It finally feels like the fan base and the team, or yeah, the fan base and the organization are on the same page, and that's how championships oh, yeah. are won. And I wish that some other teams in Chicago right now could get on that same page with their fan base. Uh, but not the name any names. Unfortunately, Matt Nagy is still coaching in the city of Chicago. So <laughs> that's all I got to kind of wrap it up at the end of the show here. I know I'm kind of bumbling on, stumbling on, mumbling on, like I said, that Joe Buck would have to do in a in a Milwaukee <laughs> White Sox World Series, but I'm just it goes to show just how excited I am for all this. I haven't been this excited for any postseason in a long time, you know, since like at least 2018, which is like three whole years, which after this last year feels like a lifetime ago. So
2: this is the truth. And I tell you what, we are, we're just ready for the postseason in every capacity. So Zim, we appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Uh, Always looking forward to this week. Vinny Parisi, what do you got for shout outs, brother?
5: I want the Atlanta Braves to win the national league so bad, because if they do, I will probably go to a world series game in Atlanta. That'd be good for the show. So go Braves. Um, shout out to you guys. Like I said, thank you for bringing me on earlier in the year. We don't have to go down that road again and get all mushy again, but thank you. Um, my family, my friends I'm not going to name every single person because then I would forget someone and look like an a hole. Um, you know, just everyone, thank you for tuning in all year long. I cannot wait to get things started in the postseason and make sure you check out all the stuff. You got blogs going up for days, we're previewing the Astros. Even even further than we did on this show, um, pitching matchups, all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be so fun. So I'm happy to be along for the ride and I really, really hope that they can win a couple games here and see how far this thing goes. So my shout out, my I guess, my main shout-out is the White Sox. Thank you for existing.
2: It's been a beautiful season, and no matter what happens, uh it has sure been one hell of a ride. So I'm with you there, Vinny. Uh huge shout out to the White Sox for an amazing 2021 and beyond and uh i'll always give a beautiful shout out to my lovely wife katherine uh my great dane maverick and our little girl that's on the way due in january i love you both all i love all three of you very much and uh i'm gonna give a special shout out to our guest tonight uh gabriel silva gabriel is the man uh he's just an absolute legend on twitter that guy is uh He's got so much passion, and he he wears it on his sleeve. Gabriel, we love you, man. Thanks for joining us. Same thing with Vince Tisoni. Uh, just a passionate guy, loves the White Sox. And the White Sox Clubhouse group on Facebook, one of the most positive Facebook groups you could ever join for the White Sox. So lots of positivity, lots of diehard fans. You know, it's, I love every second of it. And, you know, and last but not least, everyone that's tuned in all year long, whether you were in the chat, whether you watched on Twitter, whether you watched two minutes on a random Twitter feed or Facebook feed, uh, we appreciate it more than you'll ever know. And for anyone who ever bought any swag from deepdishtees.com slash barroom, whether it's for our show or many of the other great quality programs on our network, we appreciate you. Coming up on the Barroom Network this week, it's a, it's a doozy. You got Dan and Aldo bear their souls, Mike North Advantage, bar down coming up you've got crosstown crosstalk this week you've got fantasy football goon bear report greg gabriel talking football bear football then you name it there's so many shows so little time make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on youtube subscribe to the barroom network uh if you don't if you listen to the podcast version head over to podbean apple music or spotify and uh, subscribe to the Barroom Network. There's so much great content, and we would appreciate it because it helps us be able to do what we can. And if you have the opportunity to leave a review, please leave a five-star review, four-star, five-star, whatever the maximum is. I can't remember. But uh, we do appreciate the support and all the great feedback you guys have given us all year long. But for the South Burbs hitmen, We've gotten you ready for the ALDS coming up on Thursday. You've got the AL wildcard tomorrow, NL wildcard on Wednesday. Then the White Sox are in Houston ready to kick some ass on Thursday night. All three of us are fired up. Gonzo is fired up. And if you're looking at me, I know you're fired up. So for the South Burbs hitmen, I'm Joe Mandel. That's Steven Zim Zimmerman. Vinny Parisi is below us, and Chris Gonzalez had to leave early, but he is with us in body and soul. Let's go, White Sox. Let's beat the Astros. And most of all, let's kick some ass. Go, White Sox. We'll see you guys next week getting ready for the ALCS. I feel it. Let's go.